I'm the most savage with it, the most hungry for this, the most likely to win it, cause most can't ignore this, the most underrated, the most fuck you pay me, I guess what I'm saying is that I really do the most, this is hard knives, fighting to get all tired, getting better every day, searching for some growth, my mama working too hard, but I can't fuck with no job, I'm in the field still, switching my approach, I got drop top dreams, hitting non-stop threes for the team, watch me kill it in the don't have to ask me what I do this for If you know me, you know it's obvious that I do this for the coast It's the culture that made me Queens turned me to a man, I do nothing can face me I've been building this bus in the hardest city to do it On the scene, people tell us MDC is the truest Atlanta to the top spot, running this music We about to build this back from the ground No more excuses, we got the best in the world Like the homie Ben Lewis Telling Brendan if a trap gone Break out the nooses, they been sleeping on us like narcotics Folkling like an antiseptic, now boasting just that invested. So mean when I hit these records. Too much effort, now this can't be counterfeited. Hey, y'all be scared to stand out, y'all be trying to fit in. I'm 230 dry, still jumping up the stage, man. Everything I do is wet. Watch me hit the rain dance. You got a team, but you ain't got no game plan. At the switch, the kill switch. EP on the way, man, there's more for me. I ain't giving them diving, focusing on business. I'm trying to explode the scene. This shit is a violent dopamine. I'm just moving that product. This like paid in full, but none of us as actors, we some pushers with some malice at the eclipse on all you rappers. So caught up in egos, that's that shit I can't adapt to. Thinking too divisive, y'all won't never be a factor. To elevate the game, I gotta elevate my mind. I know the cost of this ain't free, I'm just here to pay the fines. Like off your whole lemon. My niggas too lit. Smoking on two sips. 
Tone no two grips, swerving in two whips. I'm hitting the road, these niggas is O's, and I don't give two shits. I got me a drum, I'm letting it go, sounding like two clips. You are not gang, like who's this? You not real, right? Call the food shit, we only fuck once, so call the bullshit. GTO, nigga, I'm on some zoo shit. Listen, I'm on a road with it, I gotta go get it. I hit a show with it, these niggas don't get it. I'm on my grind, I don't got no time, I can't let the hoes get it. These niggas grind, they put in the time and just let the hoes spin it. I'm on a road with it, I gotta go get it. I hit a show with it. But she in love with a demon, ayy I ain't got no heart, I think I lost it for no reason Yeah, I be the king and I ain't tryna deal with treason She don't even love me, she just want me for my semen Now she mad at me, I'm just like, shawty, why you tweaking? Dirty by my side, it might leave you where you stand I ain't got no friends, I'm too focused on the fans I ain't got no friends, I don't go outside She ask me if I'm high, I say, yeah, yeah, yeah Split it with all my ops. I give them problems, chill, be cool, ain't got no anger in my heart. I do not like the thoughts, they're only one cash, I never pay for a thought. That's why I'm cooking up, this music is crack, it's there beside the pot. I got my heart locked, I don't give it off, cause all of these thoughts is thoughts. I double up the cup, fresh me out with sad and sipping the stuff. Double the problems up, double the mud until I can feel my face. Double the shorties up, I don't want your body, girl, I just want the face. 
30 by my side, it might leave you where you stand. I ain't got no friends, I'm too focused on the bands. I ain't got no friends, I don't go outside. She asked me if I'm high, I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. 30 by my side, it might leave you where you stand. I ain't got no friends, I'm too focused on the bands. I ain't got no friends, I don't go outside. She asked me if I'm high, I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, it's five o'clock uh, just after, and you already know what that means, man. It's time for Ben Talks right here live on Radio Free Brooklyn, and it's the best in the world, Ben Lewis, and as per usual, my uh, partner in crime, Addie the Baddie, Addie yes. the Crown, whatever she feels like calling herself <laughs> on a, on a given know. day. Hello, 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 all. Hello, Addie's Baddies. How are you? Addie's Baddies. Yeah, is, that, is that taken? Is there, is there a... Is there a no. It's not when taken? When you are an original-ass bitch, you, nothing's ever taken. Are you, are, you, you are. are you saying that I'm not an original-ass bitch? Is that, <laughs> is that what you're getting I'm, at? I'm saying that you are absolutely not a city girl. And wow. You, yeah, no. Well, ain't no you. city girls no more because one is locked <laughs> up and one is locked down. Okay? Because young Miami out here pregnant. She is. She's so cute. She's so cute. <laughs> yeah, really she's so like cute. Her. Not living her raps. All right? Nah, T- telling people. She never let that nigga. Yeah, telling people to, to, to mm-hmm. oh, you got to pay for this and pay for that. And I hope it wasn't that nigga who dragged, who dragged her on Instagram. You know, I, I don't like that shit. Come on. You know how it is. But you know, of course, really, it's that nigga who dragged know, on Instagram. I know. And you know what? That's her life. She's living her real life. She's not rapping about shit she don't know about. So, more power to her. I guess more power to her. Um, did you have a good week though? I, I had, did. I had a good week. You know, I had a good week. one of my best friends, he came over to my place and helped me set up my apartment. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was really nice. Like set up, set up, or set up? Yeah, yeah. No, he helped me assemble shit in my home. Wow. Mm-hmm. Re- without instructions. Yeah, without instructions. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, oh. gonna, we're gonna give Ben some credit because Ben. Oh God, oh, come on. That's, that's, ben, ben like to front, on. guys. Ben like to front, like you know keep he going, don't give a going. shit about don't women. Stop. But he came and applied. Whoa, whoa! His, I never front like that. Look, I love women. Okay. All right. When it's convenient, because he's about to go into a segment on black men don't cheat. And we, but, well, we don't cheat. All right. <sighs> you know, let me save my voice because I got a song this thing later on in this segment. All mm-hmm. right. Um, but anywho. Uh, we want to start these shoutouts. Um, so notorious Big, he got um he gets a, a street named after him, just St James Place and Fulton, um and it's about damn time, right? Yes, I didn't. I thought he had a street named after him already. You know? Yeah. Well, um, so this is according to Essence. Uh, Spread love is the Brooklyn way. Those infamous lyrics penned by the late notorious Big were embodied by his fans last weekend when a street named after the rapper. Thanks to the work of the Christopher Wallace Memorial Foundation and Majority Leader Lori A. Cumbo. Mm. Uh, the intersection of St. James Place and Fulton Street in Brooklyn, where the rapper Christopher Wallace was raised, is now forever changed to Notorious B.I.G. Way. Along with hundreds of fans who showed up in the pouring rain to honor Biggie, there were also his close friends, family, and other celebrities in attendance to honor the rapper who died back in March of 97 due to a fatal drive-by shooting. Right, which they still haven't found whoever killed him yet. I mean, they so, don't give a damn too fine right, whoever because, killed I mean, him, right? I think they found, I think they know exactly who it is, but the government... Oh, you think <laughs> the government has... Look, uh, you they, you they, into they, those? Look, what do you mean am I into nah, those? Nah, of course. No, I, I, I agree with you. No, I agree that the with government you. has intervened on yes. black people that they don't like. Now, do I know for a fact that they killed Biggie? No. 
but th- do my instincts tell me that they may have or may know somebody who was a part of it and uh, may be behind it? I think that his theory would be a little bit on my side. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Um, I'm surprised that they actually don't have a street named after him already. Uh, yeah. Like, the worst part to me is that, like, white gentrifiers are going to be the ones benefiting from that, <laughs> that experience because St. James Place in they're Fulton gonna, yeah, is right? basically... <laughs> they're going to go take some pictures next to a couple Biggie murals exactly. and stuff. Like, I just can see it now. Like, oh my God. Okay, bro. Notorious like, B.I.G. Word to Drake and Biggie. Like, <laughs> look at me, bro. Like... Oh, man. March of 97. Um, I, yeah. You know what? I was such a... I was so... I was, I was seven years old, obviously, at that point. But, like, when it happened, it still felt like something major had happened, even though I didn't quite understand uh, yo, what the issue was. Tell me about it. I remember that. Yeah. That was heavy for me because I was I grew up on like literally I literally since I was two years old listening to this stuff. So oh, man. I just remember it being an actual moment in my life. Yeah. Um and feeling some type of weight. It's six years old. Yeah, like, but <laughs> and, and after going after going through after going through everything when, when Nip passed, yeah. Um I'm kinda glad I was so young that I couldn't because because yeah. that would have hit me like differently if I was old enough to really understand that the, back the then. magnitude of what he yeah what he is and what he represented. So shout out to Big. Yes, All sir. Right. Next um, on the uh, on the list, we got Taraji Henson um, advocating for uh, mental health on um, Capitol Hill. Yes, basically, she started a um, organization that highlights uh, the stigma of mental illness and the growing number of suicides amongst African American youth. Yeah, um, usually we see mental health issues as something that's really reserved as an issue for white people. Um, even even when you look at the judicial system Mm -hmm. and you think of like who gets the insanity pleas that uh, save them from or you know spare them from going to jail on life sentences it tends to be white people that um, jurors and the government and the system tend to empathize with in in that capacity and um, you know and and black people and brown people are just bad and they just do things because they're bad right exactly and, 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 and not because of the context and the situations that they're within so I appreciate Taraji so basically she um, here's just a quote from the Huffington Post of uh, when she went to go speak at a congressional hearing on Friday um, and here's a few things she said she says I'm here to appeal to you because this is a national crisis I'm here using my celebrity using my voice to put a face to this because I also suffer from depression and anxiety if you're a human living in today's world I don't know how you're not suffering in any way. Um, she spoke of a, ra- a wide, range, uh, wide range of matters affecting young children and teenagers in the black community, from the pervasive effects of social media to the normalization of gun violence to the lack of mental health education in America's um, school system. She goes, and we in the American African-American community, uh, we don't deal with mental health issues. We don't even talk about it. Um, every year, one in five adults in the U.S. experience a mental, il- mental illness. Um, but a national alliance on mental illness study found that 60% didn't receive treatment and that black adults use mental health services at half the rate of white adults. So there's a lot more information there, but um, I just appreciate any time a celebrity is able to use their platform to advocate um, for real tangible change. And hopefully we can see some things really being pushed forward, um, you know, even yeah. though we have 45 in office. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. And I'm, I'm so happy that, you know, this is a conversation that we're not afraid to have anymore. Yeah. And so many people of uh, any type of status, so many people with any type of following, any type of clout, uh, so, so you should say, um, is not afraid to open up and talk about this issue. And 
Uh, and one of the one of the mental health warriors, I like to call him, in Charlemagne the God was uh, alongside mm-hmm. her. Yeah, um, he's been in he's DC. been awesome in terms yeah. of advocacy. He's been amazing. Yeah, yeah, in, he's in terms he, of advocacy. He almost brings it up so much that I feel like like sometimes when he brings it up, I'm like, all right, we got mm-hmm. it, you know. But then I'm like, no, this we is something we, we yeah, have to we haven't heard talk enough. about. Exactly, we haven't For heard so it long. enough. Yeah. Right, exactly. But shout out to her. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, got, the next... Oh, okay, look. Look, yeah, this, Yo, you feel stronger about I this do, than I do. So, <laughs> let me get at this one. Tyga's album... Yo, okay, so Feature and Tyga dropped an album last Friday. Um, one of them I'm still playing, which is Tyga's. Uh, Features, um, I'm not going to comment too much on that. I think if you just the, listen to it. The title of the album is Save Me. Yeah. Someone should have saved so, me please from... please go help. Save me the 15 or 20 minutes that yes, I spent listening exactly. to that. Exactly, basically drowning Piece yourself of work. in... And hoes and scissor is not sustainable. So I think Perky's got it to just, him. huh? And Perky's got to. Him. And he's so talented, you know. So I just really wish I pray for him and wish him the best and all that. Um, but anyway, um, Tiger's album is fire. And while I don't agree with <laughs> Tiger's Tiger's uh, choice in younger women, and um, yeah, I don't. Hey, listen. I don't agree. Hey, listen. Huh? Although although praying on, that is wrong. Right, he shouldn't have been in a relationship with a 16 year old Kylie yeah. at all. I don't think so. I really don't think so. Now, adult Kylie, who's now a billionaire, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think the decision oh, was. No, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at at age, I look. I'm not even gonna get into what all is she? That. 22, 21 now right now. She's 21, but Jesus he Christ, know, he he knows what he did. So he anyway, definitely fumbled the bag. Um, yeah. Luckily, <laughs> no 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 charges were pressed. So I think. <laughs> Usually the way that works is if you, as long as your parents are in consent, and I'm pretty sure her parents were, then I think everybody's cool. So yeah, I think that's, that's how that's, the system works. Which yeah, that's a different weird. world out there. What's that? Um, what's the song you wanted to? Uh, oh, work. Work. So, okay, oh, so work. No, yo, okay. this, yo, his album is so fire. Like, there's just a string of songs that I could just play over and over and over mm-hmm. again. He just is really a master of clever, uh, cleverly disrespecting women in like no, really bro. interesting and complicated <laughs> ways that I appreciate. Because if you're gonna disrespect uh-huh. me. Then at least make it fun, make it interesting, something like a bop too. Like the worst thing I can hear is just like bitch this and and it's not even a bop. Like if you're gonna curse me out, at least give me something to jig to. <laughs> and um, you know, and, I, and he doesn't really curse women now. He just talks about all the nasty things he'll do to women and mm-hmm. um and hopefully consensually. I, I haven't heard of anything that has an implied consent in anything that he said. So let's you know, not, let's not shit. put that on tight. Look, no, I no that. Look, I don't. I won't put that on him, and I didn't put that on him. So right, right, right. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to do that. That's not what I was so, trying to do at all. All right, we're just gonna play a clip from his song "Work," which is fire. I mean, it's all right, but you, I. Right. <laughs> I've been up till morning through the late night. I can't get no sleep. The money on my I like that dress on you when it's skin tight. I'ma work your body in overtime. I'ma work your body, body. I'ma work your body, body. Baby, I'm on tell. Ben Ben usually only likes bang bang shoot 'em up music, so this is a little too groovy for him. Well, I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely on my T Grizzly right now. Um you know, but no, the album the album was dope, man. Yeah, Tiger right. Tiger puts together like good bodies of work. Yeah. There's, there's no album that sadly that you'll say is great, mm-hmm. but there's no album that you'll hear from yeah. Tiger that you'll say, Oh, that sucks. Here's the you one know? thing that's missing with him. It just, you know, a real story. Like I don't actually know anything. Does anyone actually know anything really about Tiger? I know he's from California. Right. 
Um, he had a he had a, a reality show for a little uh-huh. bit. He doesn't get personal, and I think that that's <laughs> right. only that's, is that the thing that's missing that's between only, him and, and that's the connection why, with and that's, fans. Yes, and that's why his his albums aren't memorable. They're always great yeah. party songs. There's always stuff you can turn up to and vibe to. Shit like Rack City, you can put that shit on today. You have people dropping to the floor like that's a fact. you know. So he, he Rack makes, City still goes hard. Yeah, he makes pretty damn timeless party music. But as far as like music that connects to the soul. In terms of trying to understand who he is, nope. So I really hope that he does take some time to like dig deep and start talking about who, how, what he's actually thinking. I don't know. I would just appreciate that. He's trying to make all that money back that Birdman that's stole. That's a from fact. Him. So hopefully that's he'll get what there. He's trying to do. Maybe when he's forty, he'll get there. So you know, that's yeah. usually when men grow up. <laughs> well, if that's how you want to segue into yesterday was. National Black Men Don't Cheat oh, Day. Boy. All right. Addy, I hope you went outside and found a random black man and gave him a hug for being faithful and kind and understanding and just having to deal with the outside pressures of the world. And then on top of that, not cheating on his woman. All right. <laughs> I just want to give a round of applause to every black man out there who has not ever cheated. Well, right. yeah, okay, I can I can give them a round of applause. All the ones who haven't cheated, and you know Not what? The ones who celebrate I, the day, uh, will it, wait, because <laughs> in, in trend and in jest, what? to make a mockery of women, a mockery of women suffering. It, yes, including you know what Duval. that that round of applause mm-hmm. should go to every black man. No, no, no. because none of us cheat. Uh, yeah, all right. See, there we go. None That's, of us. I don't mind celebrating the ones who don't. No, truly, kudos listen, to you because listen. obviously everyone else gets away with it. So the fact that the rest of y'all are able to somehow like Omar everyone Epps, that, I haven't heard him. I haven't heard of him cheating on his wife. Who else I haven't heard of cheating on their wife? Yeah. Russell Wilson. Haven't heard of you cheating on your wife. You know why you ain't gonna hear these brothers? Because black men don't cheat. All right? (laughs) And to celebrate this momentous occasion, there is a song that I would like to play. Our great, great brothers and leaders in in the movement. Lil Duval and Charlemagne the God. They have put together a song for us to enjoy. And I want the listeners out there to enjoy it. Addy, sing along if you know the words. All right? Unfortunately, I I think I know the words. Because I will be enjoying this, all right? Oh, boy. Yes. Ah, yes. They're speaking the truth, people. The truth. Black men don't cheat, all right? Here it is. No matter what they say or what you heard in the streets, Everybody knows Black men don't cheat A lot of TLC But we don't ever Come on, sing along, Addy Sing along, Addy Black men don't cheat Yes, it's everywhere Black men don't cheat They try to jam you in the streets You make sure That's a Charlamagne got back in the studio for this Yeah, that That's my baby Think I'm leaving up for you Bitch, you crazy Crazy, bitch No matter where you are I got two words for you Faithful and black. Uh-huh. Faithful and black. Faithful and black. I don't see what the problem is. We all should be singing this song, okay? I don't think so. No, sir. No, sir. Uh-huh. I'm a black man, girl. I don't cheat. Nope. So no matter what they say or what you heard in the Oh, so he really finna play this whole song. Black man don't cheat. He's really finna play this whole damn song. Yup. Black men don't cheat. Alright, 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 alright. <laughs> Look at the propaganda that's going on here. Oh, Radio no, Free uh, Brooklyn. Oh, come on. Tom, we just we just having some fun. <laughs> Tom. 
know I talk shit about white people, just, but not we you. We just having fun, man. Black men don't cheat. Listen, listen. Remove this. I, look, I've never been cheated on by a black woman. All right. I'm gonna assume that our good brother videographer who just joined us today. Shout out to you, Kevin. All right. Uh, Kevin has. Kevin been, look like he I'm, don't I'm cheat. I'm gonna assume that Kevin hasn't been cheated on by a black Scorpio, man. Though? Listen. Okay, I'm gonna assume Kevin has has not been cheated on by a black man. Andra, have you been cheated on by a black man? No. All right. So Addy, you're the only one in the room that got problem with the good, God fearing, faithful black man. Please, naysayer, devil be gone. All right. I rebuke your evil spirit <laughs> in the name of all faithful wow. black men. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? The and leave is- us alone. We just want to read our Bibles. When we tell you we're in a relationship, leave us alone. <laughs> you had Please. your little um, propaganda day yesterday, and that was cute. I see what you did I just, there. I'm just, I got to celebrate with, with my brothers because yeah, <laughs> black men, we don't cheat. I understand y'all live in a different universe and whatnot. I don't know Hey, Addy, I got a question for you. Who hurt, who hurt really- you? Who hurt you, no, Addy? This, That's is a, <laughs> this is the, this is the uh, famous. Oh no! Black men can't. Oh no! Can't even bother to respect the black women. What line. man? Look, so, I don't know what you talking about. I don't know who you done dealt with. Yeah. Okay, but mm-hmm. black men don't cheat. Of course not. All right. We All right. Don't are we cheat. done with the propaganda? We can't cheat, and we won't cheat. <laughs> God, boy, bye. Boy. I'm gonna just let you have. Oh uh, man, moment, you know what? I know. I, I know y'all need. I could play that song a hundred times over. Um, but we got to take a break, all right? We're going to take our first break of the show. When we come back, we got our trending topics. Do not go anywhere. You're listening to Ben Talks with the best in the world, Ben Lewis, Addy the Baddie. Addy Baby. My partner in crime. We here. We will be right back with trending topics coming up right now. It's Cartier Grills. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. It's Ben Talks. Lifestyle. Luxury. Presidential watch. Bust down face, tick don't talk, my time don't stop. Cartier, Cartier, set the vision clear, now we going. You gotta keep on going, know we going. Don't give up, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. Gotta live it up now, gotta live it up now. Cause man, 
emotional intelligence. Everything is love. I'm waiting for my open bird. I'm blueprint for. Set the girl in stone. Call the man, call the man. Grammy man, call the air, call the air. Call the air, bye. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, all right. Say my name, say my name like you never said it before. Yeah. I'm diving deep inside of you, won't stop till I hit the sea floor. Oh, yeah. Now I've been gone for a minute, I don't mean for you to be bored. Yeah. But can you hold that nigga down when I blow up like a sea floor? Oh, can you hold it down? Hold it down, hold it down, hold it down, my lady. Will you be around, be around, be around, be around, sweet baby? Can you hold it down? Hold it down, hold it down, hold it down, my lady. Oh, promise you gon' be around, yeah. Oh, shorty, can you be down? Yeah. If I fall off on the deep end yeah. uh. When my pen is drying up in the well that I can sink in Ooh. Smoking weed to pass the time like we used to every weekend yeah. Can I bust it in the morning, girl, I need it when I wake up You know that I want it most when you ain't got no Be around, be around, be around, be around, 
back in the field, I would trap. Came from the bottom, we ain't going back. Used to chase treasure, we run up the map. Catch a lick if you front niggas gon' tax. I made the rules, so I know that's a fact. Bold just to throw it, come back off the glass. Like I'm DeAndre, the boards, I'ma crash. Now it's first class, we don't sit in the back. Back in the field, I would hunt. Niggas ain't got it, so we had a front. Now we in Louis and he's still around. Got to the back, now we get what we want. Swerve, shorty don't get to the back. Swerve, if it ain't money, then I curve. Hop in the bench and then I skirt. Diamonds ain't dripping, yeah, eyes hurt. Shorty, believe it. I am a legend, I came off the bleachers. Carry that dope like I woke with some speakers. This ain't that camo, but I got that heater. Niggas, they hate it, now they want a feature. Now I'm too high, you can't catch me in either. Out to my necklace on froze. Get to the back till you tipping on foes. Ghost like a brick or I dipped it in snow. Inside, you sitting on gold. Family come first, know they eating. Only see stars in my ceiling. First to the bag, yeah, they all wanna be him. But I stay quiet, I bowl every season. Uh, this be the life that we preaching. Uh, sad, so you know I be beasting. Uh, rich, but I still punch your teeth in. Then I pull it up. Lies, I'm a smoker, I roll a blunt. If I want it, I got it, I have it. Go straight to the basket, I bowl with a double clutch. Shorty jump on me like double dutch. Though you ain't body, you smoking dust. This for the homies that's out in the field. Ball to your jersey, get posted up. Yeah. Back in the field, I would trap. Came from the bottom, we ain't going back. Used to chase treasure, we run up the map. Catch a lick if you front niggas gon' tax. I made the rules, so I know that's a fact. Bold just to throw it, come back off the glass. Like I'm DeAndre, the boards I'ma crash. Now it's first class, we don't sit in the back. Hey, that was Bass Donnie, The Field. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back live, Radio Free Brooklyn. It's your boy, Ben Lewis, Addy the Baddie. Yes, uh, say it again. My partner in crime, hey. Addy the Baddie. You say, say best friend, say it. Be- Come on now. Be- be- ba- baby steps, be- all right? Be- ba- baby steps. Be- b- b- baby steps, be- all right? <laughs> wow. Best friend. That's a, wow. That's strong. You know what? This man called me his best friend every other time but on air. So who's playing them? You got, you got receipts. <laughs> you got any receipts? I don't got. No, I, don't, I don't see wow. no receipts. Wow. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's okay. You ready for trending topics? I am, but I'd rather do it with someone else. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I'm not your friend. I'm anymore. just gonna get up and go. How about yeah, that? I think I think that'll be appropriate. We have <laughs> some other lovely people in the studio today. Oh wow. Uh, all right. All right. Fine. Fine. If you must be here. <laughs> all right. So we're gonna start with. Uh, and I just saw, like, we're going to start off with, like, a modern-day Central Park 5 situation oh. that's kind of going on. Um, we all know the Central Park 5, the movie came out. Um, there's a four-part series that came out on Netflix last week, I mm-hmm. think, or two weeks ago. Or, like, two weeks ago. Uh, oh, kept, shit, that should have been part of the shout-out. Yeah, it was, it was just, mm-hmm. it, since it came out, it's been the most-watched Netflix show. Yeah, um, every and, single day since yeah, it's come out. Yeah, every day, mm-hmm. yeah. And while it is good that we are able to kind of get uh, a proper visual to go along with the story that a lot of us knew already um someone you pointed this out and then i also mm-hmm. saw someone point this out on social media we have a sort of a, a, a modern situation of this going on right now mm-hmm. with the chanel lewis uh rape slash rape and murder trial yep um now he was sentenced to he was sentenced already life in prison. Right? yeah um, he was sentenced to, to life in prison yeah um, a defense attorney, and this is according to ABC News, a defense attorney for a New York City man facing the rest of his life behind bars for allegedly strangling a woman to death as she was jogging nearby her house are expected to file a motion on Monday to request to investigate allegations from an anonymous letter that suggests details about other possible suspects 
were withheld. On Thursday evening, after the attorneys in the murder trial of suspect Chanel Lewis both rested their cases, defense lawyer Julia Burke and Robert Moeller returned to their office and found a plain envelope with no return address, said a spokesman from the Legal Aid Society. The envelope contained an anonymous letter from an alleged law enforcement source alerting defense attorneys to alleged exculpatory evidence that the author said had been withheld from the defense. Um, The defense attorney said that the three-page typed letter pointed attorneys to several meetings among investigators during the first two weeks of the probe, during which, according to a known author of the letter, NYPD Deputy Chief Michael Kemper stated on several occasions at these meetings, they are looking for two jacked up white guys who are from Howard Beach. Yes. Okay. So I got to just jump in here because Howard Beach, first of all, is notoriously um, white. Uh, white and not black, <laughs> not black friendly um, neighborhood. In fact, uh, right. when I was in high school, I had a um, maybe a Sweet Sixteen to attend. Mm-hmm. One of my friends had it that was hosted had that was hosted in um, Howard Beach, and I got an egg actually thrown at the car that I was in. Oh, like, no. and I was just literally there briefly. It was in and out. Jesus. And of course, you know, uh, and I was like, and I already knew and I, I had already heard stories about Howard, Howard Beach. So it's certainly not a black friendly place. But Chanel Lewis, he is a um, autistic adult, young adult man. Yeah, who, definitely um, not. Uh, is He's definitely not a jacked up. Yeah, he's he's not a jacked up white guy. He's definitely not two jacked up white guys. A slender black man who has no right. history of violence, who I believe has like some type of developmental disorder or um, autism or something um, of the of that nature. Um, he's he was only known to have a friendly disposition. Has never had anything, any type of situation that even mirrors this uh, this tragedy. Yeah. Um, and rest in peace to the woman who was uh, strangled and, and murdered because she deserves justice. But I don't believe that what we see here is that. Um, and I feel like you know the um, another thing that was in this case that was interesting, interesting in what what is what is it 2019 yes. is that he had an entire jury of white men. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And this is a black man who's being accused of this heinous crime in the most racist neighborhood in Queens. And right. he had a whole jury, a whole jury of white people. So, once again as we were speaking earlier about just who mental health, who mental illness or who mental disorders belong to and who gets to take ownership of that. This is a man who actually has a documented IEP. This is a man who literally lives and is under the guidance of his mother because he cannot take care of himself. Yeah, he can't and be on his own, right? Independent. And so even if, let's say he did it, let's say he did it, why can't he plead insanity? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, why is that not even on the table? But they're putting this man to jail for life. So either way, even like and either way, even if they were to find that this man did it, which I do not believe at all, and based on the evidence that we all see, doesn't make any sense. Like, where is the justice here? So I'm just really upset about that. And there's, I feel like there's stuff that we can do. I feel like, you know, everybody's upset about Central Park 5. We're sitting there sensationalizing the story because now the boys are free and they're all adults. And we're like, man, they've like lost so much of their life. And this man is about to experience the same thing. And I feel like we need to really come together to do something about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, like you said, we're sen- sensationalizing the, the uh, star of the Central Park 5. And, you know, it's, it's messed up what they went through. But we know what came out of it. We know what was on the other end of yes. the tunnel for them. And they're out. They they got like some big settlements. They got a little bit of something in order for them to get some semblance of a normal life together as much as they possibly can, possibly can having enduring all of that mm-hmm. uh, mentally. Uh, but we need to turn our attention to this situation because we can't let a, another black man, let alone one with special needs, mm-hmm. go down for rape and murder that he... 
I don't think he committed. Yeah. And I feel like this is from when I saw the story, I'm like, it's some bullshit. This apparently um, Chanel uh, Lewis, the the young man who they're accusing of this crime, he was frequent um, Howard Beach walk around the park. And like when his mom was uh, not home, he would just kind of walk and play around there. And that was like his outlet. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden on a random day, it wasn't like he just ran happened upon this neighborhood. Like this is a place that he frequents often just to hang out, to have a good time, like. I don't believe that this man just went ahead and strangled. Like, you have to think about it. I, wa- I watch so many freaking SVU. See, it's like, I, there's literally patterns of behavior that one can detect right. to give you an idea of the type of profile that would lead somebody to strangle. Because when you strangle someone, it's personal. If you yeah. strangle and you rape someone and yeah. murder them, that's not an accident. That's not something that you just fucking do because you just had a bad day. And especially not something that you just do when you have absolutely no instance or history of violence. That's just not true. And it's crazy to me that there's not enough media attention to this. And it's crazy because, of course, the media is saturated with a bunch of distractors. So it's, ever, right. it's hard to ever, like, get focused on one thing. But, like, this is some bullshit. Absolutely. Some bullshit. Straight up. Um, What else we got, Eddie? Oh, we got something else that's some bullshit. Oh, right. Oh, um. yeah. <laughs> Linda Fairstein decided that she was going to respond to Ava DuVernay's beautiful masterpiece, mm-hmm. When They See Us. Uh, the former sex crimes prosecutor oversaw who oversaw the Central Park Five case in 1990, during which five teenage boys of color were convicted as accomplices in the beating and rape of a jog in Central Park. Um, in 2002, the charges were vacated after another man confessed to the rape. Uh, despite scrutiny of the way protesters handled the case, Fairstein has consistently maintained that the state acted in an upright manner, saying the teen's original confessions were not coerced. And now in a new op-ed, she is described, she has decried when they see us as a defamatory fabrication. In the Wall Street Journal, Fairstein writes, Ava DuVernay's miniseries wrongly portrays them as totally innocent and defames me in the process. <laughs> Uh, wah, wah, wah. Matthias Reyes' confession to the rape in 2002 has led some of these reporters and filmmakers to assume the prosecution had no basis on which to charge the five suspects in 1989. So it is with filmmaker Ava DuVernay in the Netflix miniseries When They See Us, a series so full of distortions and falsehoods as to be an outright fabrication. Man, man, man. First of all, your face is a fabrication, bitch. <laughs> Second of all, so is that... Um, so is your hair so is your your whole life and your whole career because you basically built your whole your whole existence off of a lie you went so hard at these black men because you wanted to build a career and that's the problem when politics are involved in in justice yep and when people want to get famous off Mm -hmm. of um on the backs of black people she saw she saw this as uh as her moment absolutely she's like yo a a rape in Mm -hmm. the biggest park in new york city if i can convict find the person who did this and convict them mm-hmm. I would be looked at as a hero and she and she used the conviction from this case to kind of catapult her mm-hmm. career into books into into novels mm-hmm. into being on several boards, boards into positions yeah being looked yeah degrees. being looked at as a heroine mm-hmm. for women victims of domestic abuse and victims of rape mm-hmm. and while those causes are good you did it mm-hmm. off the backs of five poor black and pe- um, mm-hmm. it was uh, two of them were Hispanic too, right? Yep. Yeah, you did it mm-hmm. on the backs of, of these innocent, like, young boys. You mm-hmm. ruined their lives. You literally did. And I just want to, like, you know, one time for um for white privilege because this all of this shit, 
happened before the movie. Is this not like this was right. a revelation exactly. to any of the people that she worked with? Exactly. This wasn't like you, you fucking Google her, you will find that. But guess what? White people get to determine what is uh what they deem to be legitimate acts on transgression of transgressions against people that they care about and people that they don't care about. They get to decide what that looks like. And yep. when you when you live in a world where unfortunately they don't tend to care about black and brown and brown folks, mm-hmm. you get things like this where it's not until there's a freaking public backlash. It's not yep. until, you know, their reputation of their brand is on the line because you know nobody wants to be called racist. Everyone everyone's gonna be it. Right. But not everyone nobody wants to be called it. Exactly. So once that's that's the only reason why these places are dropping her. This was all public knowledge. And yeah. I just couldn't imagine like me, you know, fucking f- butchering a case this badly as a black person and getting any type of work. Any type of work, not to not let alone a book deal, <laughs> let alone millions of dollars, let alone being, all a, mem- the being a member of, the, of a board and all this stuff, like, come on, you know. Man. But I love though, like, I love the one good thing that came out of this is that one of the the best things I think can happen to people, or one of the worst things that can happen to someone is when they have everything and it gets taken away from them. Yeah. And of course, you know, oh, she's yeah. white and has money and she'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But just like everything you built in terms of what who you thought you were, you're not that bitch, and that's enough. And guess what? If you had any type of legitimate case um, against Ava DuVernay, you would have sued. Yeah. You have exactly. enough money, you have enough resources. So if exactly. she was actually lying to any significant degree, and I'm sure she crossed her eyes, uh, crossed her eyes, dotted of, her eyes, and crossed course. her T's. Um, a, a woman of color mm-hmm. in power in Hollywood right. making all these feature films. Okay, you don't think that she did her, her due please. diligence to make sure everything she was saying and putting on that screen was factual? Okay, please come with the lawsuit. Come on, or leave man. Me the fuck alone <laughs> and, mind you, and Wall Street Journal, how dare you? Yeah, <laughs> right? Give that bitch a forum. Come on. Like that, Well, they got to sell papers. They do. I guess if they put, <laughs> you know, hey, we've got a, another racist uh, column in That's here. That's true. They'll, oh, they'll yeah. sell some papers. But fuck y'all anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyway, the next, I'm just going to breeze through these next two things. Um, Alabama law can make it so that uh, you can castrate sex offenders, which is obviously a, sip- a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. And um, they're making it so that at a certain level of a sex offender, um, they're going to make it so that they can chemically castrate. Oh, my you. God. And we know, oh. and this is fucking Alabama, uh, you know. Oh. Can't do <laughs> uh, nothing in Alabama, well, huh? Right. Well, the, 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 <laughs> The top, the top five uh, havens of uh, slavery, and you know, yeah, one right. of the um, uh, one of the states where you know they're still nostalgic about the uh, Confederate flag, and um, you know they, they love when black people did what as they were told. That's they miss those days, uh, the good old days, the good old days. So you know, I don't, I don't think that this is the best state for this to be launched in. I don't think that this is a great idea at all. Um, because no. we look at all we've talked about is all these wrongful convictions against black men. There's so many black men in prison right now that are mm-hmm. filling private prisons, literally just continuing slavery so that white people can make a lot of money. And um, and they will be a part of this. Trust me, because oh, yeah. they will not be testing this on your, you know, creepy rich Billy Bob who no, touches no, no. little girls. Go get some poor folk. Uh-uh. They're going to find and round up anybody yep, that they can push anything on and yep. pit anything on and they and the justice will not be applied either. they just gonna be out here castrating niggas mm-hmm, period. craziness mm-hmm. um so uh, hands up act would punish police shooting for shooting unarmed citizens mm-hmm. uh that is i mean why why is this taking so long to become a <laughs> I don't thing no like how how, and it's how many not, years it's, it's not even a thing yet it's yeah it's not a, a thing. proposal it's, at the moment that probably won't get passed no but um yeah, it, it, how many victims do we need to see? How many innocent people need to die for mm. someone to sit up and say, you know what, maybe we should probably <laughs> do something to these police officers 
that are shooting unarmed citizens who are complying with their every instruction. Put your hands up, lay on the ground. Like there's literally video, there's literally footage of people doing exactly what they're told by the police and mm. still getting either they ass whooped or sh- worse, killed. Well, here we are. Here's America. This is America. So That's a Grammy Award winning song. Too. Right? We will uh we will stay tuned and hopefully we can look forward to some good news on that. Yes. Um, but I'm going to move on because man, damn, fuck, white people. I know, right? Y'all are wilding in every <laughs> locally, globally, nationally. All over the goddamn place. Okay. All right. So I'm exhausted. This shit makes me exhausted. <laughs> but basically, here's what's happening, y'all. Yes. Um, black businesses and not only black businesses, but Black friendly businesses mm-hmm. even are included in this that serve and uh, that service black and brown um, black and brown guests and patrons. They're being shut down and strategically shut down, systematically shut down yep. um, by um, by gentrification, um, mm. by your local colonization, uh-huh, by your Say local it like white, it is. Uh-huh, by your local white Susan who feels uncomfortable because of the noise that's happening outside of the um, outside of the home. She uh Outside of the home in the neighborhood where she had yeah. no business being in the first damn place. That's why I had a I had a, a, a Lyft driver named Susan the other day. Look, she was scared shitless when I was in the back of that car. I tell you, <laughs> listen, <laughs> I, cl- I clutch my purse around white people. Yo, I when them. I tell you, I was sitting in the back of her car, um, and I, I noticed that the rearview mirror, right? I couldn't see myself in the rearview mirror when mm-hmm. I first got in the car, but she uh, in the in the time of me looking down and looking out the window, I look back up. The rearview mirror is now adjusted. So mm-hmm. she and I can lock eyes if we both look at the rearview mirror at the same time. After her failed attempts of small talk, because anyone who knows me knows I hate that shit. Love I don't want to talk about the weather. Yeah. I don't want to talk about how nice it is today. Listen, Susan. I don't want to talk about the day that you just had. Shut the hell up mm-hmm. and take me to the goddamn train. Okay, look. But, my, yeah, she my, was terrified. Yeah, no, look. Shout out to Susan. Shout out to Susan. <laughs> but and, anyway, they're shutting down yeah, our businesses. Yeah, exactly, you know. And I have no problem with the white people who mind their fucking business. Like, live your life. I don't even, I don't even, I don't, even, I don't care where you live. Live wherever right. the fuck you want to live. You guys have the fucking problem with where we live. Yeah, come I by. I have with how you fucking move when you come into black and brown neighborhoods. You like to call the shots. And I'm just, let me just read this because I, I kind of, I had to really kind of go off. So over the past several years, the New York State Liquor um, Authority has been coming down hard on black owned and black friendly venues in Brooklyn mm-hmm. that attract, you guessed it, black patrons. Why? Well, because many of our local, swear to God, I'm not racist, I voted for Obama, white gentrifiers <laughs> have decided that occupancy isn't enough. Their visions of moving into a black neighborhood absolutely didn't include, you guessed it, black people. And it especially Mm -hmm. didn't include any unapproved, unsanctioned versions of black joy, Mm -hmm. particularly clubs, bars and lounges. Um, First event. So I'm throwing an event, basically bringing attention to this. So this is coming in two weeks um, and I am actually going to be hosting it at Ota Babel, which is a um, black owned uh, bar and lounge. That's right. In Fort Greene. That's um. That was actually founded by two black women. Addie, don't get uh-uh. shut down while you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, it's a way to really, uh, it, it serves two purposes. It's my, my, for my brand called Party Blackly, uh, where we basically are a, um, a media and event platform that builds capacity for black and brown musicians, creators, and communities. And so uh, we're going to basically be serving two purposes with this event. Uh, um, I'm for one I'm tired of hearing the same shit when I go out to parties who else is tired of the same hearing the same shit alright cool so there's a lot of underground artists and like me and Ben like we only listen to like 
people that we know. Like, you know, there's yeah. a lot of great music. I mean, of course, I listen to mainstream stuff too, but this is like a lot of better, like much better music, to yeah. be honest. That yeah. From it's people, more stuff. Yeah, I, I, find, I find, yeah, there's more substance and I find yeah. that you know, listening to um, underground artists, you find more more stuff that you could relate to. Of course, of course. You know, because they're still in the thralls of, exactly. the, of the struggles still and struggle. trying to make it. So mm-hmm. when you hear their music, you hear their lyrics, the good ones, I should say. <laughs> so here's you know. so here's what we're doing. We're yeah. going to be spinning music from up and coming black and brown creators and artists um, in Dope. our rotational, in our uh, DJ rotation. So shout out to um, Skills and Vita, who's going to be the DJs holding it down for the night. Um, mm-hmm. And on top of that, we're bringing in members of the community board, the local community board of um, Bed-Stuy, Fort Green area to come in and share with all the pay, all the guests and attendees what they can be doing to be supporting these efforts around um, pushing of, of maintaining actually and keeping black and brown businesses in the community not only black businesses and brown businesses but businesses that attract black crowds because there's a lot of businesses and, ven- um, and venues that don't mind having black people there and they may be white owners they may be Asian owners and they just happen to not they happen to actively be anti-racist or at least not afraid of black dollars and right. so they create space um, for black people and there's a lot of businesses that don't so you can always tell the difference so shout out to y'all too because I'm also going to be doing this series across different bars just like that because they're also being threatened so here are some of the bars that are being affected we have Otababo they had their uh, liquor license taken away and it was because 180 um, black and brown people from the community showed up to the community board hearing and got that reversed that they were able to keep their license and that's the power of community so mm-hmm. what I'm doing is bringing people together so that we know how where to be how to show up and I'm going to be putting those resources on my website so people can know where to um, where to go for that um, also I want to shout out um, we have Cafe Arzuli I don't know if you've ever been to Cafe Arzuli it's a dope ass beautiful venue right on um, the border of Broadway sorry right on the border of Bed-Stuy and Bushwick they sell flowers food tea all that and they have the best functions like it's always lit and of course <laughs> you guessed it uh noise complaints and Ugh. these random raids this one hurt uh-huh these random raids um that uh the new york state liquor Ugh. authority decides to randomly raid this place and shut it down they no longer have their liquor license woodland Ugh. um uh-huh woodland can't take brooklyn which oh is, my god woodland if you know woodland and you if you you really from brooklyn you know what woodland is that is where the blacks who the black Listen, millennials man. Who have enough money to the buy only, brunch? The only place which you is could expensive. Go. The only place you could mm-hmm. go where you can have chicken and waffles in one hand mm-hmm. and a handful of booty meat. In, in the, the other. other period. <laughs> like it is the litest. One of the brunch. only like, places. You see, here's right? my thing. I really, I personally prefer a nice little. I, I really be getting down on my food, so I don't really need all that. But on occasion, I go there and I turn the fuck up Listen, and it's man. lit. And everybody Quirk on me, knock my food okay, out of my hand. Okay, exactly. There's, I don't give there's a damn. never any fights at Woodland. People literally go there to turn up. You never heard of nothing crazy going down except Word. maybe except an they ass lick cheek. A license being taken maybe away. Maybe an ass cheek falling out of a short. That's the that, that is the only thing. And I don't see no crime. That, in that. that ain't nothing crazy to anything. me. Okay. To me, that's a prayer. I think so. Okay. So ain't it. they guilty of nothing but booty and, uh-huh. and good? Oh, and their food is fucking fire. You wouldn't even know how fire their food is based on the way the asses. The food could have been horrible. The all right, it is delicious. It's so good. And they took their liquor license away, or they gone. They filed it. God they, damn. I think they filed a motion to take their liquor license away. They're still in the process of fighting for 
um, keeping that. So I, that's another venue that we need to really mobilize around. So we we're going to be collecting these resources. We all go out to turn up and these places, they don't want us to have these spaces anymore. Cause guess what? When we don't have spaces to go to, when we don't we have leave. spaces, we're going to leave the neighborhood and that is the goal. We need to be really thinking strategically. We can't be sitting here talking and being like, Oh man, and sitting and sitting in the back and allowing shit to happen to us. Like when, when there's numbers and there's attention on the issue, Things happen. They're relying on the fact that black people don't show up to community board meetings. They're relying on the fact that we, um, you know, many of us would prefer to just be Instagram activists. So, like, let's figure out what we can do. You know, whatever we can do, whether it's financial, whether it's showing up, like there's so much that we can do to support each other. So that's all I have to say. Come to the oh, the event. The event is Thursday, June 27th at 6 p.m. Okay, it's at Old Tababa in Fort Greene. So you can take the A, no, you can take the C train to Clinton Hill. Walk like five, five minutes, all right? And um, it's going to be lit, all right? It's going to be real lit. So make sure you come. Tickets are free. Um, tickets are going to uh, be released tonight. So you can go to my page, Party Blackly, okay? Make sure you get those tickets. We're asking for our donation. So I'm doing all of this out of pocket. So I would like to continue to fund this and continue to keep it going. And I'm splitting all the proceeds with any any venue that I collaborate with, all of the money from the bar goes directly to them. I want to infuse these businesses with the money that they lost because anytime you shut down a bar for a day, anytime you shut down a business like that for even one day, all them dollars, all that revenue goes away and it's really hard to get back. So we want to make sure that they get that money. So make sure you buy the drinks. Our drink of the special of the night is Black Joy. So make sure you drink up some Black Joy because they don't want us to have it. I'm sorry. The man in me won't allow me to drink anything named Black Joy. All right, That's a weird <laughs> black joy. I'll pa- I'll pass. All right, you are so childish. <laughs> black joy. We sitting here talking about something. Wow, you I'm are not, ghetto. I'm not gonna be drinking. <laughs> well, I look like Sally, y'all. I had that black joy last night. That joint had me feeling good, sir. <laughs> <laughs> sir. Nobody asked you to put it like that. Anywho, you might uh, have to go there, yo. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I want to uh, next up to the topics. Uh, we got we got to get into this Robert De Niro situation. Okay, oh. first of all, Grace Hightower, which is his estranged his estranged wife. The first mistake you made was not marrying a faithful, God fearing, <laughs> Bible reading black man. Okay, you found yourself in bed with an actor, albeit a great actor. I enjoy Robert De Niro films very much. Oh boy, but. The reason that all this is happening now, this the relationship breaking down, is because you weren't with a faithful black man. I hope you learned oh your my lesson, Miss Grace Hightower. All right, let's all right. get on to the with, point. With that being said, she wants half my man's money. Talking about he was worth five hundred million. Robert De Niro ain't worth no five hundred million. So, I, hope, I hope not, because then she gonna get two hundred fifty <laughs> for nothing. Why you hating all? I'm just saying, man. These guys, these guys out here, like we. Listen, we, we we put up with a lot to be with y'all women. What? You know what I'm saying? Like, like we make so many sacrifices wow. for y'all. We go and Imagine. work, slave. You know how many horrible movies Robert Nero did so that she could have food <laughs> on her table? And please now... Don't, please don't include all men and in, now, in, in the same sentence as Robert De Niro. Now, okay? I don't believe that's accurate. This, Robert De Niro represents every man I don't think that so at all. Is, is working uh-uh. a great paying job. He represents and, every and man that's doing double shifts at Walmart where, where to they? put food on the table and calm your okay. angry ass down <laughs> with French fries and chicken tenders. All right? Sir. Listen. Come, Ro- come correct. Listen, Robert come De Niro correct. is about to get robbed. 
All right, for so half of his his earnings. So whenever you're done rambling, she wasn't with him shooting in the gym. That's all I'm saying. Okay, right. so I didn't see Grace deal. Hightower in none of the movies that Robert De Niro was. So here's the deal: when she was sucking his royal penis, giving him hey, that, look. that 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 black that black good good that look. that found in the youth look. and and shit that was giving him the inspiration to create Man, that shit, you know, uh, <laughs> to to that cost a lot of money. So first of all, she deserves. Now I don't know. Look, hold up. Let oh. me finish. Let me finish. Oh. I don't. I look. My thing about marriages and such, like, and you know, as a successful young black queen myself. Who believes in some level of equity as long as it's in favor of women? Mm. Um, I would say that, you know, prenups are important, especially when you have money. Yep. If for both parties, because I feel like there should be some level of fairness that is um talked about and discussed prior to a marriage mm-hmm. so that both parties are on the same page about what needs to happen in order to make that marriage work and and, and what will happen at the dissolution of that marriage. And those terms should be discussed prior to that marriage and I don't believe that that should look like if I come into a marriage for example because you know I got him making that money uh, with a bunch of bread that you know whoever the person that I'm with um, deserves half of it I don't believe that that is necessarily a fair amount but I do believe that if we are in some type of arrangement where we have discussed that you are gonna not work because I'm the breadwinner <laughs> and this is the lifestyle that you are going to come into and this is what and are I said about and the I woman hold on work? hold on no I'm asking you a question hold on because uh, I'm if like, that was the arrangement I'm talking about whatever the arrangement is in okay, the terms of the okay, prenup okay whatever the arrangement is in the terms of the prenup that um if see stop interrupting so whatever the arrangements are in the term of the prenup we should make sh- uh, allocations for that so that if you promise me a lifestyle when you say till death do us part right and if that's what we both agree then that's the lifestyle I've been expected. I signed into a contract. Expect that's a contract. Mm-hmm. Expecting that this is the lifestyle I'm going to live. And right, therefore, right, right. whoever that partner is that made those promises mm-hmm. or such promises is liable to making sure that that person maintains that lifestyle. Now, that lifestyle doesn't mean that that person deserves half. That lifestyle means that lifestyle. Now, we know that rich people, even though they have tons of millions of dollars, doesn't mean that they spend tons of million dollars a year. Right. Now. I, what her current arrangement is from based on what I read is that she received $500,000 in cash. She received a million dollars a month. And a crib. And she received a $6 million $6 house. Million now, crib. for me, I'm good. You ain't gonna hear shit from me. Like, I don't care what you did to me. We gooch. Because, like, I think I could live off of that. I think I'll be fine. I think a million dollars a year is good for me. But... For Grace Hightower, I don't know what her lifestyle looked like or added up to. And if the paperwork of her lifestyle or whatever that is adds up to more per month than what was discussed and or than what is the settlement uh, allotted for, then she can push for more. Now, do I believe that it is half? I don't think so. And do I believe that she deserves half? No. But I do believe that there is a number that I think that we could both, they, they could all walk away from. Do I think half is a little uh, greedy pushing it? Yes, I do. I do. The number that they should agree on is whatever the hell he see fit no. to give her. Absolutely All not. Right? <laughs> nope. Nope. He gave away his rights when he what? decided to get married to her, and tell, her a and tell her that she was she was going to be good forever. So that's him. That was his he lack his of finger, foresight. He had his fingers <laughs> crossed while he was, <laughs> while he was there, saying look, it. Look, he got that. Look, once you go black, shit, what was he supposed to do? I don't blame him. I don't blame you, brother. Okay. <laughs> I done done took a swim in that ocean too. Look, all that ass coming back at him. What he supposed to do? All right, but catch it. He like he was probably he probably signed that shit while you want the black you want the black card, baby. Take take the black card. There you go. There you go. Hey, Robert, I don't blame you, brother. I I don't blame you. All right. (laughs) 
the intoxicating ocean that is black women. Okay. I have swam in it. All right, nobody asked about you. I'm still in it. Okay. Nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to hear about the oceans you've traveled in. So anyway, All right, fine. Unless um, you're drowning, we don't want to know. I mean, I can't swim, so. Oh uh, man. All, All right. right. Is that is that real? Yo. Oh yes. Uh, New York. Um, New York proposes the bill. Oh, no. um, to legalize um, prostitution. Damn, it's a rat for free pussy, so, fellas. So um, I'm just rat. gonna speak about this briefly. How much time do we have left in this section? Um, not much. Okay, cool. Like so I'm gonna minutes. I'm gonna run through this one. This uh, basically, I don't know if you guys know. Um, I wouldn't know, but maybe Ben would know about this. But Backpage Whoa. closed down, and Backpage <laughs> was a little creepy site that you know young men and old men like Ben would go on to <laughs> to find some young flexes because uh-huh, they can't uh-huh. usually pull girls on their own. Mm-hmm, um, but mm-hmm. anyway, no real talk. Like this was a, the source of income for a lot of sex workers yes. who rely on this to have a safe space yes. and a safe way to get um, partners and whatnot so that they can live the life that they live. I, that's not my life. I don't judge that. Like, shit, do what you got to do. If niggas want to pay for it, pop that pussy. Now, as far as and now as far as um, since Backpage has disbanded, a lot of these women have been displaced. They've been going to strip clubs trying to find work and niggas ain't having it. Like, strip clubs have changed. They are only, they only want a very certain type of look Things have become very different, especially in this age of Instagram. Nobody wants to come down and see somebody who look average. <laughs> like So for the all the average and uh, below average looking women, shit is hard. So I think this bill would be very helpful. I think this bill would be helpful for people who have lost um, the ability to make an income. And I, I'm, I'm here for it, you know. So that's my opinion on it. My, my, my only thing is that you legalize a product that every woman has. <laughs> Listen, the days of... of you know, mediocre dates and 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 hoping that it ends up in something is over. It's all gone. They legalized this. Paid up. Paid that, up. Yeah, technically, it went, mm-hmm. once it's legal, right? Technically, you can hit up a girl and she could be like, "Look, I, I don't want to go on no shitty date with you. Just give me hundred fifty dollars. We're gonna get to do it. You know, we get to whatever it is that you're trying to do, and then we be gone with each other." No more, no more free pussy, fellas. I'm just, I'm it's just, over. I'm just. Can very, we protest this? Is there a no. way I could get my my brothers together? I'm just very upset that the generation before us tried to convince us that prostitution was a crime. <laughs> like it's literally just so based in misogyny. It's not even funny. Like literally something that yeah. you, it's your body. You can literally pop your pussy anywhere, and we're being told that it's a crime and that women can go to prison <laughs> for yeah, right. it. Niggas pay for it. Like what is that? So um yeah anyway I mean um, any, anyway it's, it's it's not it's not a problem for me because you know right. black men don't cheat so right but know. speaking of like this pervasive slut shaming this pervasive like body shaming of women um Megan the Stallion um she was recently on Hot ninety seven and she basically um was talking about how she only sleeps with her exes uh, to keep her body count down and this whole concept of body count this whole concept of like these things that are just associated that women have to. Um, women are so attached to because of how we've been conditioned and indoctrinated into the patriarchy. You know, it's sad. It's sad. You know, and I, I don't. And I don't think her opinion is um, invalid or sad at all because these are the things that I've had too, that I've thought about. You know, that I've that I've uh, struggled with growing up because basically everyone around you slut shames you, your parents, like before you even have sex, like they basically threaten you into thinking that if you have any type of sexual desires, you're a whore. And this kind of virgin whore complex that uh, women are ha- have to grapple with before they even know who they are, before they even know their bodies is really problematic. But um, basically, yeah, this whole idea of like keeping her body count down is just like you're literally policing your body um, because of this larger concept. Now, if it's something that you want to do because you really actually genuinely care about it, then I don't think you would be using the words like body count because that's not a word that you can't. That's not even your language. That's something that's 
that's a, you know culturally pervasive way to keep women in control. So um, yeah, Megan, just like pop that pussy however you feel. Like and you know you have tons of niggas, so if you want to move on, feel free. And but I understand her point though about like meeting a new nigga is the worst. Like they just be disappointing you in surprising ways. Sometimes you just want to stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. <laughs> Cause <laughs> sometimes, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I wonder how these these. Uh, she said, even if they're in a new relationship. Yeah. I wonder how. I mean, if that's the case, Ooh. that that doesn't make sense to me. Cause like, why even break up if y'all just not? Cause you could easily fuck your way back into a relationship. Mm. I always feel. So that's why you probably. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go back and 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 mess with someone that that y'all. There's a reason y'all broke up. Mm-mm. But I never go back. I mean, shit. If my ex was Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, that's true. I'd go back. I, I'm picking up that phone. Oh hell yeah! Can you huh, hello, <laughs> baby. Shut up. Meg's, Meg's on the phone. You Ooh. know, like, shit. I want shoot. somebody. I want yo. If you are Megan Thee Stallion's ex and you listening right now, please call. <laughs> please call in. Like I would be a proud yeah, to, ex of Megan Thee Stallion. So you the one that want to pull up on Megan Thee Stallion because <laughs> she's sleeping with your man. <laughs> <laughs> no. Look, I'd be like, girl, take him. Let's take me too. I'm gonna put on my LinkedIn, Megan Stallion's ex. <laughs> That's my new claim to fame. Anyway, um, we are going to uh, head into our break. Yes, yes. And um, when we come back, I'll be heading into our blow, blow the whistle. Section. Yes, we are. Hollow back. Yes, yes, yes. You're listening to Ben Talks right here live on Radio Free Brooklyn. Do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Deuces.
Play by your rules, but what about mine? Deuces up, see you next lifetime. I can't handle casual when you make me feel so special. I thought that maybe one day you would come around. Nice guys lie by I am Chelsea. I am uh Chelsea was our guest last week on the show. It was absolutely so much fun to to be with. Allah. 
Shout out to her. Yes, yes. She had great energy. Great yes. energy. Um, so now it's time for our Blow the Whistle segment. And uh, we don't have too much. But uh, the two things that we do have, uh, I feel like we both feel very passionate about. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to start, all right, with the t- with the Toronto Raptor fans. All right, all the NBA listeners, all the NBA fans out there, man. So KD, um, it's sadly, sadly ruptured his Achilles uh, Monday night when he tried to play on Achilles that everyone told him not to try mm-hmm. to play on. Everyone told him that he was not healthy enough to play. But against everyone's better judgment and going by what the team doctors told him that he was all right to play. He went out there and he looked really good for 12 minutes. Mm -hmm. Shot three for three, scored 11 points. And then he just tried to do a regular ass crossover and ruptured his Achilles. And the Raptors fans, their, their first reaction, they ended, they were cheering for Kevin Durant. They were cheering. They were. And that was crazy. Yes. And, and while I'm not necessarily, um, mad at the, the fans, because I think, Main, the main reason that they were cheering was because they felt like now they have a chance to win yeah, their yeah. first ever championship. Right, because um, KD was the secret weapon that they were trying to reintroduce yeah, I mean, prematurely. KD ain't no secret. The man, if you're on the court, you probably got a good chance well, of mean, losing I mean, secret in the sense that, you know. Right, he was going to come in and save yeah. the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not necessarily mad at the Raptors, but what I am mad about is this loyalty to the team's narrative mm-hmm. that these sports fans always seem to bring up because Kevin Durant made a decision like three years ago four years ago to join the the Golden State Warriors and it's been a problem ever since oh he's not loyal people coming out saying oh you should have stayed with this team and and you have to you have to be loyal to the fans and you have to be loyal to the team and all of that is a load of bullshit straight up Mm -hmm. bullshit because at the end of the day What's going to happen is KD's going to lose a year of his career. Yep. He had surgery, and now he's they already said, you're not playing the mm-hmm. entirety of next season. So the man loses a year of his career. He loses a year of earning potential. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that fans were cheering, it, it, it plays into the narrative of these guys are not humans. They're racehorses. Yep. They are, what can you do for me and my team and mm-hmm. my fanship? Yep. And and how you make me feel by going out there and shooting a basketball mm-hmm. or running down the court or or throwing a football or whatever the case is. Yep. The fact is that people, for the most part, fans don't give a damn about these athletes nope. as from a, a standpoint of being human beings. They all all they care about is the athletic side of it. And these guys are so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And they've been trying to do so much lately to prove to everyone that I'm not just a basketball player. I'm not just a football player. I am an actual person. <laughs> it's so sad. Can you imagine the you feeling? To... The, like, the devastation is just... Just from a mental standpoint, we talked about mental health. Like, mm-hmm. mentally. Like, I, the one thing I've grown up training for, to play, to do, I can't do it for a year. It's gone. Mm-hmm. I've lost it. So, like, just having to deal with that. And then for people to just chair and, like, s- still be mad at players when they, when they become... When they're selfish and they make selfish decisions is so hypocritical to me and it's such a little bull to me and yeah. I hate it so much. And there's a long history and tradition of you know black bodies and uh, black bodies being used for white entertainment and sport at the expense of their own selves. And of course right. at the in the past it was 
black black men were usually thrown into a pit to kill each other right. or to fight each other to the death for white in, white entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is not this is just really just an, this is another example of when when white people are like, well, I didn't do anything my ancestors did. Well, they passed down some traditions. Right. Because clearly you haven't let it go. Exactly. And uh, when it's hard for you to see that, uh, and I know that, you know, this is, this is obviously not to that degree, but it's of the family of this, you know, it's of the family of this um, long historical tradition that, uh, white people have of seeing black bodies as expendable. Mm-hmm. And um, I wonder if it was a white man who broke his leg on the court, if that would be the same reaction. I don't know. Maybe. Right. But I do feel like, you know, as sports players in general, even sometimes regardless of race, they are just often seen as, seen as um, what race horses. Yeah. And like you're a product as valuable as their work. They're not yeah. valuable for who they are. Like you exactly. said, they're valuable as what they're able to give to people. And I don't think that that's cool. So, yeah. Anyway, what a um, trash response. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty, pretty bad. And yeah, I hope that Katie gets better. You know, I, you know, I used to love I used to have a biggest crush on Katie. Really, you like them like them real skinny? Yeah. And- I, so I had this like dude that I used to date um, back in high school. He was like, he looked just like KD. And for whatever reason, I started liking dudes that were just tall, lanky, with big ears. Can't like, keep you warm when it's get cold out, though. Nah, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Them arms mm-hmm. is long enough to wrap around a few times. <laughs> <laughs> keep me warm. All right. Um. Anyway, um, I have a, a blow to whistle on DJ Khaled um, oh, because no. basically DJ Khaled. Um, how about we just how about we just start? Gotcha. Actually, no, no, no. I'm gonna give you a little bit of context. Yes. Because we need a little bit of context. Basically, um, DJ Khaled's long awaited album, um, Father of Assad, came out a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it was a great album. Uh, but unfortunately, uh on for him, it didn't reach number one on the billboard charts. So he uh, was frustrated, you know, and of course when you put a lot of effort and work into whatever you put out, um, you would like for that to be rewarded and you would like and everyone would like to win. You know, that's not yes, an unhuman thing to feel. But what he chose to say um, in response to not reaching number one on the uh, on the charts um, was a little troubling. So he basically said, I make and this is from Hip Hop DX. He goes, I make albums so that people can play it. He said, "You and you can actually hear it, you know, driving your car and you hear another car playing it. Go to the barbershop. You hear them playing it, you know, turn on the radio and. You hear them playing it. It's playing everywhere. It's called great music. It's called albums that you actually hear the songs, not no mysterious shit, and you never hear it. So he, this was in reference to Frank Ocean's album that actually, uh, um, sorry, I lied. Tyler <laughs> the, the Creator. Fa- he's of the family of yeah. <laughs> Frank Ocean. Yeah, Tyler the Creator's album. Tyler the album. Creator's yeah. album. Igor. Um, Igor, which made it to number uh, one number for one. that week. So mm-hmm. um, he was just taking a jab at that, which I didn't really actually take seriously when I read it at first, but yeah. then I started seeing him double down on it, and that's when things started getting a little tricky. So yeah. we're going to play a clip from The Breakfast Club just to give you a little bit more context. Yep. So DJ Khaled, we've been telling you about all this controversy about DJ Khaled's Father of Assad album debuting at number two on the Billboard album charts. Which is a blessing. Yeah, that's definitely a blessing. So here's what the real issue is, is that some of the albums that he sold ended up not counting towards Billboard because they were bundled with energy drinks. So merchandise bundling is something a lot of artists have been doing mm-hmm. as of late. I think they said last year almost half of the albums, the songs that were number one, or the albums that were number one from last year were due to bundles, almost half of them. All right, so, uh, and Tyler, the Creator's album came in at number one, and Khaled was number two, but Tyler, the Creator, also had a bundle situation as well, and I guess his merch merch bundles were valid 
but DJ Khaled's were not. And I'm going to tell you why I feel like Khaled is being a clown right now, because yesterday Khaled tweeted out that he has the number one album, and he said, I sell albums, not bundles. You were trying to sell bundles the first week. What are you talking about? If your bundles would have counted uh, and, and would have counted and, and, and would caused your first week sales to be higher and somebody called you out for it, you'd be calling him a sore loser. So, so knock it off. He tweeted that yesterday? Okay. So as you just could hear, um, basically he was feeling a little upset because Billboard didn't count his bundles. And apparently bundles have counted for uh, last year in 2018, mm-hmm. um, half of the number one um, uh, songs that made it to Billboard were packaged with bundles. So that usually means merchandise that is associated with selling of the songs because that's usually what um, uh, musicians have to rely on these days to get sales, especially because uh, s- streaming has kind of taken over sales. So um, so it wasn't an issue. It wasn't really a question of principle. It wasn't a question of, am I allowed to sell bundles because I don't feel like that is a thing to do that is, is this a question like basically if this was a question of integrity if this yeah. was a question of I don't I shouldn't have to sell bundles in order for me to sell music and so if he feels like he got number one off of selling bundles then I feel like that I feel slighted about that to me that's a little bit more of a valid concern but if you are also trying to sell the bundles but it just didn't count and you mm-hmm. were just waiting for that to happen and you were just upset because the record didn't reflect the first week um, being successful for you I feel like that's a little bit of a sore loser yeah. and um, I also feel like you know what's troubling here for me is I, I I didn't really know what DJ Khaled did except for like curate you know good music and scream we the best right. um, and then when he got on Snapchat and started making a lot of these positive videos I was like yo I really fuck with him because it's like like it's true we need more positivity in the world and like I really like that he his whole brand was around how inspiring people encouraging people to believe in themselves and he was even on Ellen back in 2018 and um, basically prided for, you know, all of his, for his, like, you know, social media rise and really spreading positivity into the hip-hop community, which, you know, isn't often necessarily celebrated for that specific issue. And um, and, and bringing attention in that kind of positive light, I always was like, all right, yeah, I fuck with it. But, um, and then he even quoted back then, um, back on his interview show with um, Ellen, being authentic always wins. Um, sorry, this was on CNBC. Um, he was like, being authentic always wins. Um when people see somebody that's just real, they love it. It ain't no act. It, it ain't no fake. All right. So my thing is, if you're being real, if mm-hmm. you're being authentic, if you're being this and, and, you're, and you're claiming to be kind and positive because that's part of you being real, then where is the disconnect? Because this seems like a very anti-positive thing to do, especially to a young black man who's built a strong, solid fan base of music. Maybe you don't understand it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's like you putting him down is not going to put your um, your chart or put your um, song higher. You just getting them bundles clear was going to put your track higher. So I just wish that he didn't say that because I feel like that's kind of incongruent with the brand that he's put forward. Now, if this was like somebody like 50 Cent, we wouldn't this wouldn't be on the blow the whistle because 50 Cent right. is authentic. It, it, that's, that's his authentic his, self. Right. That's his brand. Being, exactly. It's calling people like so for me, I'm all about congruency because then that makes me look at you sideways. Now I'm sitting there questioning everything that you've ever done. Because if this whole positivity thing is that is that real or is that not? Do you actually want to motivate, encourage people, or just motivate, encourage yourself? And to me, that's the question that I have about this this man. But you know, uh, I'm happy that both of them were very successful. You know, this is not a cancel for me, but this is just a a side eye, and I think a, a deserved side eye. Yeah, I guess he's only positive when he's number one. Yeah, we the best, right? <laughs> we the best. All right, with that being we the second best. Said, yeah, right. <laughs> With that being said, um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, our guest, Leo Simone, will be in the building. Do not go anywhere. You're listening to Ben Talks right here live on Radio Free Brooklyn. We will be right back.
money motors be your action. That's the law of attraction. Putting all this energy till I get my satisfaction. I'ma add all this paper and y'all niggas in subtraction. I'm the greatest. I'm the real. I'm the bad guy. I'm the hill. I'ma do this shit for real. I'm like D-Ray with the steel. All my face be highlight reels and I'm shooting for the kill. Never snitch it's silent hill. Ain't nobody beating broker 'cause my niggas always hell. She wanna kill. Head to my 
Right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back here live on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's the best in the world, Ben Lewis, and my partner in crime, Addie the Baddie. Cha-cha. And her and her her baddies and all that. That's what you're gonna call you. Addie's your baddies. Those Addie's are my baddies. Fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we got like three of them right now. We building. The three. We got three. <laughs> Where they at? Where they at? Being bad. Oh, okay, okay. Getting got degrees. Got getting this money. Mm-hmm, all that. Mm-hmm. You don't need a degree to be a baddie. You don't need it, but they getting them. You just need no behavior. Um, but anywho, what that daddy's baddies need? <laughs> you see, mansplaining uh, my fans. What wow. mansplaining your fans? Please come I ain't for doing him. That. I ain't comfortable. At Ben Lewis Radio, just go <laughs> put like I don't know asses all over his life instead of bees, but asses all over his comments. I'll take that. I know he'll take it. I gotta think of something else. That <laughs> <laughs> he'd hate. Oh, <laughs> um, all right. So, um, as advertised, uh, Leo Simone um, will not be here. Uh, change of plans, but. Still here, it's uh live radio, you know what I'm saying? And and sometimes things like this happen in this industry, you know? Mm. Things just come up, things happen, people gotta go. Uh so um we'll just move on. So we got some stuff to fill the time, an interesting discussion. Um Addie's got some questions that you, you wanna you wanna pose. I got some questions. So I yes. like asking uh people questions. I am, you know. Okay. <laughs> just good at that. And I usually tend to get deep. Um this is this we're gonna actually name this uh section. This is my section. Not Ben. It's gonna, it's gonna be called No Small Talk, okay? Because we don't do that here, not with Addy. Uh, we get deep. So we're gonna uh start with this one. Mm-hmm. If you had 60 seconds to go to the bodega and pick up everything that you needed to hide a body, what would it be? <laughs> to hide a body? Yeah, 60 seconds. From the bodega? Uh-huh. Um, what, what, what would you get? The cat. <laughs> that would be sleeping on the bread. I mean, What's the cat going to do? Uh, Dig. <laughs> what else? I, I ain't never seen, because I ain't never seen a you shovel. the cat. You ever seen a shovel in a bodega? Nah. Oh, oh okay. I'm going to get some duct tape. I don't know what I'm going to mm-hmm. do with that, but I'm going to just get that. Mm-hmm. Um, to fold the bodies. Hard work makes you hungry. I'm gonna get a chopped cheese, <laughs> uh, and um, I don't know. Maybe a bunch of like backwoods and frontos. I don't know. <laughs> you wait out the law because <laughs> you ain't gonna hide nobody with that. So okay, so Ben's choosing surren- <laughs> a, a sweet surrender. Yeah, <laughs> he's just gonna enjoy himself. Yeah, straight as- cop style. I'm gonna wait till they pull up on me. Uh-huh. I, I'm gonna have my hands up for like two seconds, and I'm gonna take off. Those yeah. are the best. Those are the best things to see when you're watching cops. By the way, a chase. Mm-hmm. That's the, it's, it's the it's the best thing. <laughs> I can't with you. Um, I would what, would, get, what would you get? Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd, I'd go the more traditional route. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get some bleach, um, some trash bags. Oh, 
Um, they I got get, that stuff in the bodega. I get some like maybe some air fresheners, some, like something to hide the smell. Wait, the items in the back that's actually yeah, for sale. That, I thought that was just like scenery, <laughs> like. No, I got the, the, the shit's got hella dust mouth. on them. When you go back there, you got blow. <laughs> you got to climb, of course, yes. Of like, course, of course. <laughs> um, I feel like you know, I don't know, something like Coca Cola. I feel like decomposes shit because mm-hmm. it decomposes your teeth <laughs> real fast. So I feel like we get a couple of bottles. Just pour, of just pour Coke on there. <laughs> just pour some Coca Cola on yeah, there. It could probably hide the smell too. Um, yeah, I'd also get a snack too. I'd probably get a fruit snack. A fruit snack? Mm-hmm. Nah, see. Real decent Anxiety makes me hungry. Yeah, There's nah, a dead yeah. body at, at hand. I'd be like, you nah, know what? I, I need, I need hold, a I need a whole. I need a hero. I need right to now. hold on to something sweet in my mouth, you know, because life ain't gonna be sweet oh. from that point forward. So I probably get that. Um, and you know, I. I probably, or actually, mm-hmm. you could use the bleach on your skin. <laughs> so that way, uh, you could plead insanity. <laughs> Boom! Get off. Wow. Problem solved. Okay, well, Case go. closed. That's the ingredient that we you know, were missing. You know. All right, you won. You, know. you won the um the situation. I'm a genius. Okay. The next one <laughs> is um. So I always go in on Ben Benjamin for being a Scorpio because Scorpios, especially Scorpio in the male form. I really, the, cha- I really challenging. It's literally God's gift to this planet. No, I know. It's, I like it's um, most of my closest guy friends are Scorpios, oh. and they're a fucking mess. Notice, what, notice what you said though. Your closest guy friends, which means you like our energy and you like having us around. Because they've weaseled their ways into my, their way into my life, <laughs> and it's hard, it's hard to uh-huh. let go. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, of course, they have some redeemable qualities. I do like. I always like a straight shooter. So whether or not mm-hmm. it's something I want to hear or not, I like people who keep it real. Scorpio men do tend to keep it real. You but, know what? You know, it they never tend to be fucking crazy too. When I'm when I'm straight shooting at people, like when I'm telling them like it is, it never even occurs to me whether they want to hear it or not. That's mm. crazy. Yeah. See, there we go. <laughs> so my my question is, what is the craziest sign that you've ever dated? Um, you know what? I, when we first put up these questions, I was like, Scorpio, I was gonna go to my last relationship, but that's not the craziest sign of dating. Oh, we got more. I don't. I, I'm not. Uh, when you're born in like the end of June, like the last week of June. Mm-hmm. Uh, what sign is that? Like in the twenties? Oh, Gemini. Uh, Gemini. No, no, the no? last week of June. Yeah, July, last week cancer. of June. Cancer. It might be a cancer. Either right. Gemini or Cancer. Well, a I was. I don't know if you want to call it dating because we was in mm-hmm. college, but I was. I was fooling around with a young lady. Okay. Who uh, was a Cancer? Okay, or a Gemini, a Janser. <laughs> uh, I don't know what call they. I don't know what they are, but so, give me the qualities and I'll assess where we could place her. She was crazy. Let me tell you the story. <laughs> Probably Gemini. And you could tell her, and you could, and you could place her. But you know, I I I had ghosted on her. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. Um, I ghosted, and uh, I saw her one day in town. You ghosted on someone you went to college with? Fuck yeah! <laughs> How's that possible? What you Your mean? School wasn't big. I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> there we go. You see? You I walk right by you. I ain't see nothing, huh? <laughs> I ain't see you. All right. But anyway, but anyway, I ghosted on her. So I saw her one night in town. When me and my boys was coming back from a party, mm-hmm. and it was a long-ass walk. She had a car. Mm-hmm. So I, I sweet-talked my way back with her. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, I was like, yo, wow. you know, I, I, yo, just drop drop off me. We were talking about the craziest sign <laughs> that you've ever dated. Not you being I'm a not, crazy one. Listen. That's I si- crazy. Li- listen to the story. Okay. I simply asked for a favor. Okay. All right? I asked her to drop my boys off at, at the dorm room, and in return, I will go back to her room mm-hmm. with her. She she drops us off at the dorm. I get out the car. I made it seem like I was getting to the front seat, but I went to the driver's side and I said, "All right, thanks for the ride. I'll see you around." And she lost her fucking mind. Mm. She said, "Are you serious, Benjamin? Are you like she was going crazy?" Okay. And she drives off. Me and my boys, we all laughing about it, slapping five. 
And then my boy Carlos says, yo, Ben, look out. Literally pulls me on from the street onto the sidewalk. We both fall in the grass. A car comes zooming by. <gasps> that bitch tried to kill me. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Wait, she tried to kill herself, too. She tried to. Who? She, uh, nothing was going to happen to a car. She ran me over. Wow. Yeah. Oh, oh no. So she, I'm sorry. I thought you said that she. So she pulled. When you say pulled, she you, pulled off. So she, she left. Off. Okay. I thought. I thought shit was sweet. Was... We all slapping okay. five, laughing okay. about yeah. it. I gotta hear this. Again. And she went somewhere where there was space and, mm-hmm. and busted a U-turn and was coming she back was in the hot. Yo, she she was speeding Yo. down. And you know the camp, the road, the main roads on campus, the speed limit be like ten. She was coming down that motherfucker like 35, 40. <laughs> she was a rock. She wanted to decapitate me. I'm telling you. So did she grab you from the window? No, what happened? No, she was trying to hit she me. She was like, like my was... boy Carlos pulled me onto the sidewalk at the last minute. Oh my god! Shout out to Carlos, you saved my life. Yo. But uh, oh my god, yeah, wow. I don't know what sign that was, but that was, yeah, I mean, that was by far the crazy. That's that's got to be a Gemini, Gemini right? Her. I don't think. Yeah, and I, mean, I ain't even really do nothing to deserve all that. I mean, yeah, the audacity was, was, was crazy. <laughs> you say, now, yeah. did you deserve to I die? I mean, oh, yeah, I, 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 I lied so. to you. I, I gave a little white lie mm, to I get mean, a ride. I used her after ghosting her on campus. Yeah, we got to get to the, like, but this is why you're really problematic. I'm, I'm problematic. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I, I was, I, you know what? It's okay. It's she okay. tried to kill me. Yeah, but, you know, she had... She didn't have a reason to try to kill you, but she had a right, reason. Exactly. She had a reason to be very upset. <laughs> she certainly did. The audacity. Okay, yeah. So great. leave some mean comments under my Facebook. Yeah. The, you know sure, what I'm saying? The, the, uh, try the to hit me with a car? The That's punishment ridiculous. didn't justify the crime. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. But this, this is how these women be ending up on Snap because he was probably the last nigga she was, she was like, <laughs> he was like, I'm going to give this one nigga one last shot. One last shot. And if that nigga does something yeah. to me, I'm going to kill him. I'm gonna kill him and that's what yeah. she said before she fucked with you and then she was like damn I gotta really kill this nigga I said it but I can't be just sitting there throwing it's time to put up a shut up right exactly it's time damn. to kill this nigga alright so um, the craziest man it's funny cause I had another story but when you started going it triggered another situation that happened to me in college mm-hmm. so my college my very predominantly white college there was not that many men that I was very interested in at all so I kind of kept to myself or dated guys off campus or what not but I was going to the gym and all of a sudden this like fine ass black man like was working at the uh at the gym like desk and he like every time I would walk in there looking crazy he would give me a beautiful bright smile and I'd be like, damn, maybe I should stop walking in here looking crazy. I didn't expect to see him. It's the gym, though, you know? Yeah, and I was looking wild. And But then <laughs> one day he, like, cornered me in the gym and was, like, asked me for my number. So we started talking. We went on a date. And it was a little, like, you know, I got some red flags during the date. But he was just really cute. And there was really nobody there. It was cold. You know what I mean? It's like just the thought of this, like, beautiful, strong, tall black man in my bed keeping me warm at night. I was really into that. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. just really living in, in, in what I wanted that to be. Right, um, right, right. Ignoring all of the red flags and signs that I was seeing. For example, um, he had been in a long-term relationship with uh, with this white woman that he had just recently had ended things with. So mm-hmm. he had actually never been with a black woman before. That was the first red flag right there. And he was 20, he was 27. <laughs> I was I was about 21 at the time. Mm-hmm. And he, um, so I was like, okay. You know, I was like, but that's not completely his fault. If he's been with a girl since he was like in high school, you know, and that was the only girl he happened to be with. And he went to a predominantly white high school. That seems, I mean, sure, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to judge you off of that or assume that you don't like black women or don't fuck with black women. Um, but I was like, okay. But he was just a little weird in his disposition and whatnot. But I was like, you know what? Let's keep it rocking. I invited him to my place, um, maybe like after the second date, just to kind of like my roommates were there and everything. So 
And I'm real close to my roommate. So we all got into the living room. We started kicking it and whatnot. And things seemed to be going well um, until he tried to have sex with all of my roommates. At, well, at he was time, basically like... <laughs> together? All y'all together? So he did things in little... Like, I can't go into all of the details. But why, he was why the fuck not? He, <laughs> <laughs> Should we here? <laughs> he was basically inching his way little by little. So first of all, um, he had asked... He had asked one of my roommates for her number because what, what was the, what was the thing? Oh yeah, because she's a DJ. One of my roommates was a DJ, and he was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, my boy, like he like needs like a DJ, and so okay. like, I can connect yeah. you with." That's you fair. Know? So he got her number yeah. Um, yeah. through in, through that way, right? And then another, and then he got my other roommate's number, and another way that was so fucking completely unassuming. Okay, and some a way that was completely unassuming. Mm-hmm. So now I had to do a project. Um, I had to do a project at... No, this was maybe the second time he came to visit. So that, that happened the first time he left and all that. Second time he came to visit, I had to do a project with um, some people in my group. So he had come and I was like, damn, I got to go meet up with these people to finish this project. It took like 45 minutes. And I was like, I'll be right back. So in the meantime, just kick it with them. When I come back, um, he he has to go. And my friends are like, yo, Addy, like, this boy's wilding. And basically he was asking my roommate, like, you know, like what color panties she was wearing. And he's just curious. And uh huh. And apparently <laughs> had been texting the other roommate nonstop. Oh no! Mm-hmm. Had been saying like you know, like she was like she was he was like you know we, I think he was like I like you and and um I'm you know I'm interested in like what we could be and she was like well I'm not interested in you like that you're Addie's dude like and he was like yeah no I, I really love Addie too like I just really like all of you and he's like he's like I feel like you know you guys stop stop being childish you guys are all grown We're, you guys are in college. So like let's like make like let's like make it work. I mean, you, you said this supposed to be a crazy story. <laughs> hey, uh, I, don't, I don't hear nothing crazy yeah. yet. Okay. <laughs> so no, this nigga was actively trying to have a threesome with three best friends who would never sleep with one another. No, it was so <laughs> it was it lacked so much foresight. It wasn't like oh we all thought he was fine. It was like I was actively dating this dude and he really finessed his way into my home, and was and through fucking all these deceptive ways. Uh huh. Got their contact information and started flirting with them, blowing up. He was calling one of my roommates nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. And then we all blocked him. And then he showed up in the dining hall. Harvard's campus is pretty secure. But he had an access. He had an access card because, remember, he worked at the gym. He worked at Harvard Gym. And they had already fired him. Well, he wasn't him. a student. No, he wasn't oh a student. Oh, my God. But they had already fired him from Harvard Gym because probably because he's creepy. You would think a school like Harvard would be on top of... Uh, he- Blocking yeah. access to their, right. to their cards after you finish working there. He's a football. He was a ex football player. So well, he let's probably not hit let's his not head a few let's times. not throw that in there. He probably, that's probably not what happened. That. He probably you know, somebody probably ran into his head. Well, let's not do that a, a little know. bit. But uh, anyway, um, he had popped up and showed up in my dining hall. I wasn't there. One of my roommates was there, and she was like, he was being so creepy and aggressive, and he was like, "Where's Addy?" Like demanding where I was, and apparently he like called me. And was like, "I came to your place and I checked your house, and you weren't home." Now here's the thing. We lived on the fourth floor of our building. We never locked our door because all of us always lost our keys and Harvard was pretty secure. He came into our apartment and we weren't home and he literally searched everywhere. He probably stole a panty or two. There was a couple of things that I was missing. Oh, he definitely, he definitely wore your panties on his Uh head. (laughs) He definitely, he did. That was the first thing he did when he got back to his crib after that. (laughs) Yeah, so that was real scary. No, (laughs) 
that Yo. Was, that was real scary because that nigga really wasn't going to take no for an answer. Now, if I was yeah. your roommates, I would have had you put out the door for bringing in this Oh, creep. yeah, no. Like, they, were, uh, they were like, thank God we fuck with you, bitch, because if you were any other bitch, that would be I mean, look, that man, you, you bringing creeps and up I'm in like, here. Yeah. I still ain't hear nothing crazy yet. Yeah. I <laughs> shut up. Um, shut up. Shut up. But yeah, no. Y'all should have stopped being childish, though. <laughs> he gave up. his idea a try. No. No? No. Fair enough. No. So, Fair enough. There we go. That was <laughs> and, Oh, 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 oh. I mean, the, this happened five years ago, six years ago. That man hit me up six months ago. He's probably listening right like, now. Like, he hits me up <laughs> right. He still hits me up. He's like, I feel like he's like still keeping somewhat some type of tabs oh, yeah. on he's, my life. Oh, he's listening right now. Like, he's probably going to call in. It's so weird, guys. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even have sex with this boy. Anyway, I find that hard to believe. What you, he was what that. You, he was that. Not not saying nothing about you, but so someone could get that like crazy without even taking a dip in the pool. No, he didn't. Damn, that's no, no. He the cookies stay in the jar, especially twenty one year old. They stay in the jar, <laughs> and niggas would come correct for it. Um, and well, he, what he did was very incorrect. So he didn't get them jars, but he sure stole a pair from you. <laughs> <laughs> No, he stole my fucking Skittles, my friends. Wearing it, wearing it around his neck. He's just like... He stole my friends. Oh, Addy. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's probably like, oh, Oki and Miriam, my other friends. Oh, uh, man. So what did, a fucking creep. Did the friends sleep with him? <laughs> Get out of here. No, my friends are actually real niggas. That's so. not a no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm man. Think, you know, I got a... One time for my, my, my college friend, because they are not thirsty. And immediately everybody's like, thirsty on a campus. Nah, what are you talking about? Not them girls. They they some real ass. Listen, man. The first night I moved to college, I was out and about. I put right. on my Sunday best on. I was like, "Yo, what this college life hitting for?" I understand you. You weren't used to getting ass, and so all of a wow. sudden here's ass um, abundant. And you see, I'm I, I've never been at a deficit of no niggas to, trying to throw their penis at me. So no, it was no not, need, not, no not need to, to be hyped for. No need to insult me. Um, <laughs> it was not a, it's not a personal attack. No, no, it's you know it's just no, the average nigga. And when they get fine. to college, it's not that many of y'all. So, you no, know. it's fine. I'll, I'll cry in the car. It's, yeah, it's okay. Supply and demand. So um, you got another one of those questions <laughs> before we go? All right. Last question. Um, <laughs> last question. Um, uh, what do you think about? Um, okay, so this is new. Uh, there. Let me gather myself. Basically, they're putting into effect some new act that will classify not being able to find a sexual partner as a disability. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for people who have like actively seek and try to find mm-hmm. a sexual partner from which they can build a life and procreate and all of that, your inability to actually successfully find one will now be considered a disability. And we know that in good old America, disabilities come with a what? Come with a what? With what do disabilities normally come with in America? What does America give you for having a disability? Money. A check. A check. A check. They ain't got to give you no money for being single. So, you see, (laughs) what I'm trying to do right now is because, you know, I've been single for a minute. Mm -hmm. I've been single for a hot minute. And I I don't think I could find a sexual partner to procreate. I don't think so. I I don't know if I'm ugly. I'm dark-skinned. I don't know what it is. Smart. Honestly, (laughs) I feel like. Too too cute. I don't know what it is, but I can't seem to find somebody. Honestly. woe is me. Honestly, I feel like that is something, a classification Uh that should be reserved for only men. Because there's no such thing as a woman not being able to find a sexual partner. Give me a break. There's a woman choosing not to have sex with any of the (laughs) options around her. But there's no woman who cannot Literally cannot find someone to have sex with. Now, men, there are men who can't find someone to have sex with them, and so that so that uh, classification should be reserved now, 
It for depends men. on how you how you evaluate this classification because I see it as like you know can I find someone to have can I find a sexual partner yeah but can I find someone that a sexual partner from which I would like to build a life with yeah men can find nobody that. Said all that but can women find that I don't think so I don't think there's that many no, men no, nobody but, said all that okay because <laughs> if I just yeah Let's yeah sure women can have sex but like you know if the whole point is that I want to build a family and have a, another another person be in charge and responsible for the kid if I just want a kid out of wedlock sure but if I you know if if the whole idea of this classification is in, in protection of me then I should have the things that I want and so it should be preserved for women because women can't, it's hard for women to find a decent, stable man, you know, that won't, for example, you know, uh, kill their kid when they're out of town and dissolve their body in bleach, <laughs> <laughs> for example. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'll give, I'll give it to sh- real short men. I'll give it to them because I really do think it's really hard for, I think that people are, not you, you're not, you're not, no, not you. I think, but I do think it's like for men who are like. <laughs> isn't, the average, isn't, the, isn't the average height like five seven or something like that? So, but like, I'm talking about men who like. There's some men who are. I saw a man who was really small. Like the four foot, Atlanta, like the was, four foot eight. He looked confident. Yeah, and oh, below. Yeah. You gotta yes, be confident. You know? that short. But you gotta be confident. There's girls who will fuck them too. So I'm, you know, like. But I understand it will be difficult. So I'm gonna give exactly. them that. And I'm so, gonna give it to. I'm, I'm gonna give it to dark skin, overweight women because I'm gonna give it to them. Because nah, yes, no, no, I'm, no, 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 I'm gonna give it to them. Why? There's some fetish, fe- you know fetish why? people out there. Of course, but they are fetish people. <laughs> They're not people from which you want to build a life with. In fact, even Kanye West was like, "My bitch makes your bitch look like precious." Thus, and entering into oh, that's rap jargon. No, Come no, on now, no, <laughs> that's hip hop jargon. He sat there and went against these black women oh, who are what? also tweens. Amber Rose is. Um, uh, not Amber Rose. Uh, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> no, Kim Kardashian is not black. Oh, get out of here! Just don't. Think I was I'm thinking. Tired. I was thinking. Uh, anyway, Rose, so but. yeah, no, they <laughs> yes, and they find it hard too, and it's difficult and challenging when you live in a world mm-hmm. that is very racist and colorist, and also very um really against uh women being overweight, especially if it's not in the areas that men desire. Mm-hmm. Like if she, I'm talking about like women who are like large and have no ass. Yeah, that's definitely a problem. You see. You see? You see? You heard it? You see? That's so, definitely a problem. Run them, they check. All right. Uh, run them, they check because men don't are... deserve no damn check. Men are rude and disrespectful and nasty. Yes, mm. you see, we got a, a greer out there. Okay, and we have a naysayer to my right. No, he's he's going like this. Hurry up there. and get the hell out the studio nah, so I can get on. That's, that's what he's doing. doing. He's, All right, he um, echoing my point. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to Ben Talks this week. It's been an absolute pleasure. Coming up after this is Heron Now with Rachel C. Do not... Go anywhere as per usual. Yes. She's got an awesome guest in the studio. It's going to hear some live music. So don't go anywhere. Here and now, Rachel C. It's the best in the world. Ben Lewis, Addy and the Baddie. We're signing off. Everyone. And black men do cheat. Sure. Black men don't cheat. They do. I, I ain't never met one before. All right. Black men cheat. All right. Here's the what holidays I'm gonna do. bullshit. Black men don't cheat. All right. Um, everyone have a safe weekend. Yeah. Enjoy. Stay safe. Peace out. <laughs>